Whoo, hallelujah. I don't know if I can express to you how relieved I am to find what I've been looking for. I mean, it's been two years that I've been looking to see what to do on this. Hallelujah. I think I'm going to go take a nap this afternoon. I'm, I know what to believe for. I know which way to go. Because there's all different ways you can go. There's all different levels. There's all different things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Master. You're so good to us. So good to us. So good to us. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, hold your hand up real high. The ushers have extra Bibles. And go with me, please, to two openings. 2 Corinthians 5 and Proverbs 3. Let's release faith. I need to continue some things that we began in the offering. And uh, we believe with me, please, there are some powerful answers here today. Amen. There are a number of people who have been in some serious struggles in their life. And your answer is, is today here. Amen. I know it is. But it takes God to get it out. For, for him to be able to use me to express things and, and to speak to you even beyond what, what I say. And for us to be able to see it and hear it. Uh, it takes God for us to get it. But uh, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. As we get into some of these things, uh, don't say, well, he, he's trying to talk to me. Well, yeah, you and everybody else. That's right? right? Yes, don't. You know, uh, well, I, he's, he's trying to focus on me. Well, yeah, it's going to apply to you. You're the one here. But it's not just you. And no, could it be that we're actually being led? Could it be that the Lord's saying it through? Well, you know, why would we we'd be surprised if it applied to us personally and close to home? Well, we be, should be surprised if it didn't apply. Right? If it didn't deal with it, that, that should be surprising. So let's release our faith. Father, in Jesus' name, we all agree together. All the folks here in Branson and Sarasota, everybody watching my internet, we agree together as touching this one thing, asking you for utterance, powerful and clear, and asking you for all of us, for eyes that see and ears that hear, and hearts open and receptive to understand. Give us the answers we need right now. Show us the direction and the steps to take right now. Show us anything we've thought wrong about or believed wrong about, wrong decisions and wrong words, and anything, what we should stop, what we should change, what we should start. We're asking for your knowledge and understanding and wisdom, and we believe we receive it. And we say we'll not be, by your grace, we'll not be hearers only or forgetful hearers. We will be doers and we will be blessed and we will overcome and be victorious to your glory in Jesus name amen so be it so be it you're believing with me right 2nd Corinthians the 5th chapter and the 7th verse 2nd Corinthians 5 7 does anyone have this one marked what does it say? For we walk by faith, not by sight. Man, I just looked at the clock. Whew. It's a lot to do in a short time to get there. Are you in a big rush? Huh? Could you give me a few minutes? If you could give me like five and I could take another five. And, huh? This is important. We don't need to rush this today. Hmm? Some, some special things going on today. This outside our, our normal flow. So we, got, we have time for it, don't we? The reason I ask that because if I, if I feel like, you know, 80% of the crowd is unhooked and wants to leave, I should quit. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. You, you should. And, and so uh, that's, that's why I say these things. It's not for no reason. He said, we walk by faith, not by sight. Say that out loud with me. For we walk by faith, 
not by sight. Say it again another two times. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And again, for we walk by faith, not by sight. How do we walk? How do we not walk? We do walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. We do walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. Now in Proverbs, the third chapter, in the fifth verse, they'll put it on the screen for us. If you don't find it real quickly. Another familiar verse. It said, trust in the Lord. What, what part of your being do you trust with? Your heart. Romans 10 says, for with the heart man believes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do what? Lean not. Lean not unto your own understanding. Goes on to say, in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Is he directing your path? You keep acknowledging him and looking to him. He will. And uh, the verse said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what else? Lean not. This is something you do and something you don't do. Just like you walk by faith, but you don't walk by sight. You trust in the Lord with your heart, but you don't lean to your own, own understanding. This verse and the verse we just read, walk by faith, not by sight, are very similar. They're talking about the same thing. Because walking by sight is walking by your understanding. I said walking by sight is walking by your understanding. When he says we, walk, we, we don't walk by sight... He's not just talking about what you see with your physical eyes. Sight is a summary word that sums up your perception and understanding of what you're perceiving by your senses. All of them. Not just only what you saw with your physical eye. Because even sight itself, if you get into these things... What, what you're seeing right now is an interesting thing. Light is reflecting and is transmitted to an electrical chemical signal that goes to your brain and then you interpret and decide what you're seeing. So it's a perception. And sometimes people look at things and they don't know what they're seeing. They, it doesn't make any sense to them. Unless their head can put it together. So when we say you, you don't walk by sight. We're not just saying you don't just walk by what you physically see. We're saying you don't walk by what you understand from your senses. Are y'all with me friends? Very important that we, that we are clear on this. And in, in it saying the same thing in Proverbs 3. Lean not. To what? Well where do you get your, your natural understanding? From what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling, right? All those inputs are what you get your understanding of what's going on from. And so, uh, let's say with a healing, we're going to walk by faith instead of walking by sight. It's not just that you see that you have a physical problem physically, because there's a lot more to it. Some things you can't see at all. If it's just seeing it with your eye... You could have major problems and you can't see that. Well, I feel it. No, you could have a major problem and not feel it either. Right? No, what it is from what you're seeing and hearing and touching and tasting and smelling and from what people are telling you that they're seeing, hearing, touching, tasting, smelling, the result is your understanding based on the sensory input. And that's what we're told not, right. <laughs> not to walk by. So when he says don't walk by sight, he's saying don't walk by your understanding. Don't walk by your natural understanding. So walking by faith is the opposite of walking by your understanding. Go with me to Hebrews the 10th chapter now. Hebrews 10 
and verse 38. Hebrews 10.38 says, Now the just shall live by their understanding. No. The justified, the one, the saved ones, the ones, the redeemed ones, they live by faith, which is a completely different way than living by your understanding that you derive from your senses. The just live by faith. But if any man draw back my soul shall have no pleasure in him. What would cause you to draw back? Walking by sight. I heard somebody say fear. That's exactly right. But why would you be in fear? Because hmm? of what you're seeing. What you're hearing. What you're feeling. What you're understanding from those senses. And so you could say it like this. Uh, the just will live by faith. We know faith pleases God. But if you're drawing back instead of following and in stepping forward, you're walking by sight instead of walking by faith. You're leaning to your own understanding instead of trusting him with all the heart. I know I'm being a little bit repetitious and taking it slowly, but this is important. Are y'all with me? Don't, don't assume you know this. This is very, there's some things, how many believe there's some things here you can see that you've never seen before? Some things, we already prayed just a moment ago for answers, right? We're getting them. So don't let this be too simple for you. If you hear me say something another four times, don't say, well, why do you keep saying it like that? You, might, you should say, what am I not getting? Hmm? Or we, or we wouldn't, wouldn't still be there. We'd be moving to something else. Uh, keep going. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, the great faith chapter. And everybody in this book that he's giving these accounts of, what did they do? They walked by faith. Not by their understanding, they got from their sensory, their sight. If they had chosen to walk by sight, they wouldn't be in this chapter. They had to choose not to walk by that and to walk by faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for or expected. And it is the what? It is the evidence or, or the, the proof, the conviction of what? Things not seen. Somebody say not seen. You're not walking by sight. You're not looking at things seen. You're walking by faith. Skip on down to the seventh chapter. Uh, seventh verse, excuse me. Eleventh, same chapter. Chapter 11, verse 7. Hebrews eleven seven. By faith, Noah, being warned of God... Of things what? Not seen, Not seen as yet. Now I understand I heard there's a movie out about Noah right now. I haven't seen it. So I'm not talking about any of that. <laughs> I haven't seen it so I don't know. Uh, Noah was warned of God of what? About things what? In his day, in his world, nobody had ever seen what God said was coming. Hmm? And I reckon the whole world had never seen what was coming. And uh, he was moved with fear and he did what? He prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. What did Noah do that de demonstrated his faith? He prepared. He prepared. Or he got ready. Hmm? Say it out loud. Faith prepares. Faith gets ready. Now faith gets ready based on what? Not on what you're seeing and hearing. Are not seeing and hearing. Faith gets ready based on what God told you. Hmm? <laughs> You're believing with me. Now you, you told me you was, right? There are tremendous breakthroughs for people right here. It's, it's right under the surface. Uh, 
Noah was not doing things based on what he had seen or heard or anybody around him had ever seen or heard. But he got ready. Hmm? And we understood that this, the ark was long in preparing. Years. And so he, all this time he's doing what? For what? Something nobody's ever seen. Right? And no doubt there was mockery and scoffing. Right? Why are you getting ready? What are you getting ready for? Say it out loud. Faith gets ready. Faith prepares. Now let me tell you what walking by sight does. Walking by sight says, why do we need it? If we see we need it, then we'll get ready. In which case, you won't be ready. If you don't get ready before you need it, you won't be ready when you need it. And faith does what? Faith gets ready. Does anybody know anything about getting ready? Everybody in here knows about getting ready. You got ready to come to church this morning. Right? You'll get ready to go to work tomorrow. Whatever you do, you'll get ready, get ready, get ready. And a lot of people have trouble getting ready. (laughs) We won't call any names. (coughs) And I'm not talking about my wife. She's actually excellent. Now, that wasn't the case in the early days of our marriage. (coughs) But the Lord... Helped her with some things. And man, she, she's amazing. What she can do. In a short amount of time. She really is. She's phenomenal. In the kitchen. Man. 30 minutes. Pans will fly. Things will move. And you will have a meal sit And a good one. She's phenomenal. And the same thing we're getting ready. I mean. She, uh. She looked like a million bucks and did not take her four hours. <laughs> a lot of people, you're wondering what they're doing all that time because you don't really see it. I could have went all day and not said that. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I'm talking about any of us. And not just getting ready physically, but you know, you see people that work on stuff, work on stuff, work on stuff, work on stuff. And you can hardly tell me, what did you do? Because a lot of people, do you know why a lot of people have trouble getting ready physically and why they're always late, chronically late? Because they're not getting ready when they're getting ready. They're doing all this other stuff. They're, you know, they're house cleaning and they're texting and they're doing this and they're watching that. They're doing 20 other things when they're supposed to be getting ready. If they'd just get ready. (laughs) It would not take all that time. People say, well, what's wrong with that? A lot. A lot for you to, to continuously make people wait on you all the time is selfish. And acting like your time is more important than everybody else's. And when you're chronically late for things that are important, like church, like work, you're saying you don't respect it enough to be there on time. You, you have more important things. And you get there when you get there. And if anybody, if anybody don't like it, tough. That's an attitude. And it's wrong priorities. Isn't it? And (laughs) you should see some of the looks I'm getting across the crowd. Uh, If somebody says, are you ready? And and the person says, "Uh, almost ready. I'm almost ready. What does that mean? You're not ready. (laughs) Are you ready yet? 
I'm getting ready. ready. Means. Come on, say it out loud. Getting ready ready. is not ready. ready. Almost ready ready. is not ready. ready. Now some things, if you're not ready for, they don't cost you that much. Other things can cost you drastically if you're not ready. Does anybody remember the story of the ten virgins? Hmm? Ten virgins in Matthew 25 that Jesus talked about. Five of them were wise, and five of them were what? Foolish. Foolish. They went out to wait for the bridegroom to come. Five of them were prepared. Come on, somebody help me out. Five of them were prepared. Prepared for what? Prepared to wait as long as it takes. This is obviously a priority to them. So they went and made extra preparation. They got their lamps. They got their lamps full of oil. And they brought backup oil. Right? They are ready. They are ready if it takes an hour or if it takes a day. Whatever they got to do, they're ready so that when he comes, he doesn't have to wait on them. They're ready. How many understand the Lord should not have to wait on us? It's okay for us to wait on him. But he shouldn't have to wait on us. And uh, as the time passed, they all dozed off and slept. And uh, then the announcement came, here comes the bridegroom. They all uh, arose and trimmed their lamps. And the five foolish ones says, "Uh uh-oh, we're running out of oil. We're running out of oil. And so they said, give us some of your oil. And they said, no. (laughs) Because what all that would do is all of them would run out. Just because you didn't prepare. Doesn't mean I have to miss it and come up short. This is a lesson here too, isn't it? So they they went to get oil. And while they're gone, here comes the bridegroom. And the Bible says, they that were ready. Oh, come on, somebody say ready. They that were ready were received. You know who gets used? Those that are ready. Those that are ready. A a lot of people do not realize. Their priorities are skewed. Every time something comes up, it takes them a half a day to get ready. Or they they can't. Everybody's always have to wait on. What they don't realize is they're getting left out of stuff now. People are just not calling on them. They're not taking them with them. They're, They're missing out on stuff because they're never ready. Well, I'm getting ready. That means you're not ready. But the ones that were ready, oh, somebody say ready. Ready. Tell me what gets ready. What gets ready? Faith gets ready. What does walking by sight say? Well, we'll wait and see. And then if we need to do it, then we'll get ready. (laughs) Huh? And what what, what if Noah said, well, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. If we need an ark. You know nobody's ever needed an ark. That we ever heard of. But if we, if we need one. Well we start on one then. <laughs> that won't work. Because then he would be getting ready. And some things you can't get ready in a day. You can't build an ark in a day. Some things, if you hadn't been getting ready for the past three years, you're not going to be ready for it. This, this airplane project that we just launched, ever how long it takes, we're getting ready for something. Can you see that? Everything we have done, the Lord has led us this way. We got ready for something that we didn't know why we were getting ready for it. And we didn't know how we were going to do it. Every time. Every time. But then when it happened, oh, we were so happy that we're ready. Because we obeyed the Lord. And now we're ready. And the ready ones, they're the ones that get used. They're the ones that get received. The Lord, the bridegroom came and the five that were wise, that were prepared, that were ready, he received them. And they came in with him. Somebody say, glory to God. 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 And then after that, 
late, the foolish one showed up. And he said, let us in, let us in too. And, and it was too late for him. He said, I don't know you. Do you remember that? Yes. Cannot, cannot getting ready and not being ready, can it cost you in some things? Yes. It can cost you seriously. Yes. Now read, are you in Hebrews still? We were in verse 7, weren't we? Read verse 8. Verse 7 said, Noah, he prepared, he got ready. Even though things, these things had never been seen, he got ready for them. And Abraham the same way. When Abraham was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and he went out, what? Not knowing why he needed to go out or where he was going, but was God getting him into position, getting him ready for the next things that would happen. This describes what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. When you walk by faith, every time you walk by faith, there will be things you don't understand. I said every time. You won't understand why and you won't understand how. I said every time. God tells Noah, this is coming. Prepare this ark. Does, does Noah know why? Uh-uh. Does he know how all this is going to be done? No. But did he step out anyway? And did the Lord show him how? He did for years. And then at the end of that time, did he find out why? But if he, what if Noah said, well, I'm going to have to understand why we're doing this. Before I, I spend years of my life and all this money and people laugh at me, you're going to have to explain this to me. I'm going to have to understand before I can do this. Like when people say, and, and I've dealt with people one-on-one. You, I mean, I don't, I'm not, don't mean two or three times. I mean scores and scores of times. I've had people look at me in anger and with tears and go, I just don't understand. I just, I don't understand. And if I can't understand... How can I do it? How can I move forward? I don't understand. No, that's not the problem. It's not that you don't understand. It's that you don't trust. Faith doesn't have to understand. I said faith doesn't have to understand. And if you insist on understanding before you'll move and do it, you're insisting on walking by sight. And you're refusing to walk by faith. Friends, can you see this? Do you understand these things? Say it out loud again. I walk by sight, by faith. <laughs> we needed a good laugh right there. Anyway. I walk by faith. What? what? What does not walking by sight mean? Not walking by my own understanding. Understanding is a wonderful thing, especially understanding of God's things. Oh, it's precious. It's to be sought for. But to require to understand before you're going to do what he tells you to do is a refusal. It's a stubbornness and a refusal to walk by faith and to demand that he explain it to you, to your satisfaction. Before you're going to step out and obey. Is to say I don't trust you. I will do it if I can see why. And if I can understand it. But I have to see why first. It's not going to happen that way. You, then you just won't be walking by faith. Every time. You walk by faith. There will be things you don't understand. You won't know why. And you won't know how. Anybody read the book of Job? You remember in the beginning when the, the trouble started happening, he came and he sat down and he said, uh, you know, blessed be the name of the Lord. And he didn't, the Bible said he didn't attribute evil to the Lord. He didn't even know there was a devil. But then afterward, when some more stuff happened, the chapter starts off with him saying, why? 
Why am I going through all this, basically? Why have all these things happened? Why? He, he got upset with God. He accused God of being unfair for letting these things happen and for not doing other things. And, and, and basically, the whole book is about why these things have happened to Job. Why, 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 why? And years ago, I read it to study it, to understand it myself. And I thought, and I actually wrote, the big question here is why? Job's trying to answer it. His three friends are trying to answer it. People think it's the ultimate paradox. Why do bad things happen? Even to good people, even to very good people. Why? Why? That is the question. (laughs) And people act like it's an unanswerable mystery. And it's not. It's not. For years, I read that and I thought the same thing. Because that's what his three friends and then the other ones that came later, they're all trying to answer the question, why? Why this happened? All the books about why. Why, why, why? And finally, God shows up and speaks directly. You remember that? To Job. I mean, for what? A couple of chapters? God's personally talking to Job and said so many amazing things. And not one of those things did he tell Job why. Hmm? And yet that's what everybody thought they were so desperate to find out. You know what the Lord told him? He told him all the stuff he didn't understand. Didn't he? Were you here when I did this? Do you know how I did this? Do you understand how I do that? Do you understand how this works? Do you understand how that works? Do you know why? Do you understand how? Do you know why? Do you understand how? And Job's going, no, no, no. I always wondered about that. No, no. Yeah, I always wondered. No, 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 no. God's not telling him why. And apparently never told him why in that passage. And yet we think that's the big deal. Why? Because I need to know. No, you need to trust. I have to know. I have to I can't move forward till I understand. What if Noah had said that? I don't understand what a flood is. Why in the world do I need an ark? I gotta understand if you expect me to spend the next several years of my life and every dime I got doing this. You're going to have to explain this to me. No, he doesn't, and he won't. Faith doesn't have to understand. And, and, and I saw it. Glory to God, I saw it. I wrote it in the margin of my Bible. The question is not why. The question is what you do when you don't know why. That's the issue. That's when it's time for faith. Isn't it? When you don't understand it, you don't know how, you don't know why, but you just look up through your tears, through your feelings, through your symptoms, and you say, Lord, I don't understand this, and I don't know why, and I don't know how this could happen, but I know this. You're a faithful God, and if you said it, I believe it. And if you tell me to do it, I will do it. I don't have to know why. I don't have to know how. I don't have to understand it. Here I go. Here we go. And you will get ready. Oh, somebody say, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Faith gets ready. Faith gets ready. Are you a faith man? You a faith woman? Here's something will make you shout. Go to John 14. John 14. Think about all the miracles that have happened and how they worked. Does it make sense to your understanding if a man needs to be able to see that you spit and take mud and put in his eye? You would say, why? 
What's that got to do with anything? When you need wine, go fill up water pots. People say, well, I just don't understand that. You don't have to understand it. I need to be healed. Go dip in the River Jordan. What's that got to do with being healed? See, people, don't, people think, well, I've I got to understand. No, you don't have to understand. And requiring to understand before you'll do it is being stubborn. It is insisting, I'm going to walk by sight. Unless I can understand it, I'm not going to move. Well, then you're stuck. You're in trouble. Oh, but when you walk by faith, you'll do like Noah. You'll just prepare and get ready and prepare and get ready. When you see no way how it could happen. And you don't even know why you're doing it. Thank you, Lord. We left our homes, Phyllis and I did, in, in Mississippi and went to Broken Air, Oklahoma, not knowing why we were going and not knowing how we, we didn't have money to get through the year. We didn't have money to get through the first half of the year in the tuition. Didn't know why we were there. Didn't know how we would do it. We found out how and why after we went. Somebody say After. You got to do it before you know why and before you know how. Things unfolded for the next 20 years. Oh, I'm so glad we didn't sit at home and say, I can't see how. Hmm? See, people are walking by sight. I'm talking about church going people. I'm talking about so-called faith people are not walking by faith. They're walking by sight and don't realize it. We've had the Lord through us, me and Phyllis, prompt people, do this or do the other. And they said, well, I'm not able to. You know, as soon as we get able to, I will. Well, that's not how it works. You've got to be willing to step out not knowing how and not knowing why. And as you begin to do it, you'll come into the ability. But if you were to sit, well, no, when I get it, then we'll do it. Mm-mm, you won't get it. It's not how it works. We got a church, a, a building and a property that would seat thousands of people before we had a congregation. Somebody say before. And before we had the money to get it. How you do that? We didn't know how. Why are you doing it? We didn't know why. We got an aircraft that would do the thousand mile trip before there was a church a thousand miles away. Somebody say before. 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 How are you going to do that? We didn't know how. Why are you doing it? We didn't know why. Just do it. You know, we're confessing all the time. I'm getting my houses, my buildings, my lands. And some of the people say, what do I need with all that stuff? Get it and find out. <laughs> the Lord can't tell you to do something with something you don't have. And yet people, our people right and left everywhere all over the world are saying, well, if I see that I need it, then I will get it. Well, no, you're going to be too late. If you wait until you see the need for it or until it makes sense to you and you understand and you see how and you see why, then the Lord's going to have to use somebody else. Because by the time you find out it needs doing you're not ready to do it, and it needs to be done now, so you're going to miss it. He's going to get somebody else to do it. Because if you're getting ready, you're not ready. Are y'all with me, saints? When they're out fishing, and they fished all night and taken nothing, and Jesus said, cast your net over on, on this side. And remember what Peter said? He said, Master, we've toiled all night and taken nothing. Well, what, what's the question? You know, your natural mind would say, why? We've been throwing nets all over this thing. All night long. Why? Why? But that's what will get you in trouble. Why is walking beside? Why is leaning to your own understanding? He said, don't you like this? Luke 5, 5. Nevertheless. Nevertheless, at your word. Why? Because you said so. I don't have to know why. I don't have to understand how. Just because you said so, I'm going to do it. 
So they did it. And immediately the thing filled up. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Have you ever been there? Or have you seen and heard people that are going, well, I just don't understand. I don't understand. And if I can't understand, I can't do it. Wrong. The problem's not understanding. It's not trusting. And if you're required to understand before you move, you're stuck. Said another time for me, I walk by faith. Not by sight. I walk by faith. Not by sight. Glory to God. This word production center we just built. I'm still finding out why we need it. <laughs> we, got, we got acreage behind us. People say, what are you going to do with all that? Well, when we find out, we'll have it. We'll already have it. <laughs> but if the Lord tells us to do something tomorrow and we didn't have it, then we'd have to start trying to get it. Is that right? And we'd be late because we weren't obedient because we had to wait and see before we'd move. Why do you need that plane to travel the world? I don't really know. What do you do with the plane? You go places. And then you come back. What do you need that for? I don't know. But we'll be ready. Yes, we will. Huh? Yes, sir. How, how are we going to do that? Get this in all the languages. They're still developing the software and the stuff right now. It didn't, quite, it didn't exist when we started. So how are you going to do it? I don't have to know how. No. I don't have to know why. I just got to get ready. <laughs> I said, I just got to get ready and then be ready when he calls on me to do it. Right? And if he says, get this, then I, what should I know? I'm going I'm to need that. Right? Get this. Get this. Get the other. We went and got that property down in Sarasota. We had no congregation. We got that big place. Put all that money into it. Changed it into a different structure. Never had a service there yet. Had spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on it. Not one service yet. But it's obvious why we needed it. Huh? Church. (laughs) Good people. Remind me a lot of the Branson Bunch. You know, Phyllis is talking to some folks just this past week. And they were telling her, you know, they had houses in Florida and they had houses in California and they had houses in Colorado. And they said, but what they really wanted was a house in Branson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're sitting in the catbird seat right here. Did you know it? It doesn't make any difference where you are. You can run it down and despise it. And that's foolish. You're blessed. I said you're blessed. You're in a good place. If you're where you're supposed to be, you're in a blessed place. You're in a graced place. Don't get the wandering eye and trying to look at this and think. How many have found out the grass is not always greener on the other side? Nope. Faith prepares. Faith gets ready. Trusting comes before understanding. You don't have to understand to obey. You don't have to understand to step out. Go with me, please. Can you take just a little bit more? Go with me, please, to John 6. Hold on, hold on. Did I get to that other part I just gave you? What did I give you? I thought I gave you something before that. Let's do it this way. John 6, then 14. I don't think I'll keep you a whole lot longer. But you don't care, do you? We're going somewhere. Do you know what's happening right now? We're getting ready. We are. We're getting our, our believing ready, our thinking ready, right? To do what he tells us to do so we will be ready. We're going to quit being these walking beside folks. Well, if I see we need that, then we'll get started on it. Well, God will use somebody else. Because if you wait till then, you'll be too late. It needs to be done then. 
But when those that were ready and those that were prepared, those are the ones that get used. Those are the ones that get to be a part. In John, the sixth chapter, Jesus' crowds had gotten big. A lot of people were following him around from place to place. Hillsides were covered with people as he preached and taught and ministered. But that all changed the day he preached the message on drink my blood and eat my flesh. Out of all the crowd of thousands, they sold like two CDs that day. That was... I mean, this message did not go over with the crowd. (laughs) Why? Why? Because they didn't understand it. And in John 6, verse 52, the Jews strove among themselves. And they said what? How? Watch out for these two words, friends. How and why. Watch out for them. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? What are they saying? This is ridiculous. How can this man... How? Read the next verse. And Jesus did not help them. He said, verily, verily, just like I told you, and I'm telling you again, absolutely positively, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Keep going. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. My flesh is food, indeed. My blood is drink, indeed. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood. Can you understand that every time he says, eat my flesh, drink my blood, it's like slapping him again. He just, that's what they're upset about. And he just keeps saying it over and over again. He is not, if you'll pardon me, he's not making this better. <laughs> he's not trying to. Well, I need to understand this. No, you need to trust And this was supposed to go this way. And it thinned the herd, brother. Big time. Big portion of his crowd left and did not come back. (coughs) Tell me why. Why? They didn't understand. And if they can't understand this, they're not going to go with it. But that ain't the problem. The problem was when it came down for them to trust him, they refused to. Unless I can see it, unless I can understand it, unless it makes sense to me, I can't go with that. Your problem is not lack of understanding. Your problem is lack of trust. Keep going. As the living Father has sent me and I live by the Father, so he that eats me, even he shall live by, he just keeps saying it. Keep going. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat men and are dead. He that eats this bread, his flesh, will live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore, many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Who can get this? When Jesus knew this in himself that his disciples murmured. Now who, who is this that's saying this? His disciples. Right? These are, these are people that have joined themselves with him. These are his partners. These are his people. The, and, and he said to them, does this offend you? Keep going. What if you see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? You think they understood that? Keep going. It's the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you, they're spirit and they're life. There's some of you that believe not. He says some of you don't believe. Was understanding their problem. No, not believing was their problem. 
I want you to notice what he didn't do. He didn't try to explain it to them. And in situation after situation, the Lord will not explain it to you. On purpose. He will not tell you why, and he will not tell you how. On purpose. Because if he did, if he told you to your full understanding why you're doing it, and why, and how, what's going to happen, and how it's going to turn out, and how you'll be able to do it, then at that point, and you say, I see that. Oh, sure, that makes sense to me. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Then you'll be do it. you'd be walking by sight. Is that right? And there'd be no faith involved. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. So the only way that you can really be walking by faith and trusting him is when you don't see and you don't know and you don't understand why or how. But you'll step out and do it anyway. You'll get ready anyway. Hallelujah. I know one of the first airplanes we got. I mean, I'm a, I'm a country boy from Mississippi. I never knew anybody that had an airplane. I'd never flown on an airplane till I was an adult. And um, the Lord dealt with us to get one. So I got a place, we got a place to put it. Don't have a plane. Yeah. Well, you need a place to put I'm getting ready. Yeah. Right. I measured and find out, found out how big it would need to be and where it would need to be. And I went out and I marked where the wheels would go. And I put X's where the wheels would go so I'd know where to park it and how to put it right there. But you don't have a plane. You don't have money to, to get a plane. You don't know anything about planes. Yeah, but I know how to get ready. Yeah, that's right. And within a year, there was a plane yeah. sitting there yeah. on, on those spots right where we had marked. Yeah. I better go mark some spots this week. That's right. I got I to go. I'm going to go mark some spots. I'm going to go to mark some spots. I think you ought to mark some spots. I think you ought to mark some spots. And get ready. Get ready. Why should I get ready? Because he told you to. How's it going to happen? He'll come by it honest. (laughs) You'll find out when you need to know. Right? Say it out loud. I don't have to know. Why? I don't have to know how. I don't have to understand. I trust him. And I will obey. Hallelujah. Noah prepared. Even though it had never been seen or heard of. Abraham went out. Not knowing. Right? That's faith. Do you like faith? God does. Keep reading. Let's finish reading this passage. These people said, how in the world? This makes no sense. Verse 65, he said, I told you, no man can come to me except it were given to him of my father. He's not trying to make this better. Come on, did you notice what he didn't do? He, he didn't go, now come on, y'all don't get upset. No, no, sit down here, let me explain it to you. Now, what I, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about cannibalism. I mean, <laughs> no, honey, calm down. I myself have wasted untold hours trying to explain stuff to people that I should never have tried to do. Because I didn't understand what I'm telling you now like I do now. It was time for them to trust. And they were refusing to do it. And so I coddled and I babied and I talked and talked and explained and explained. Jesus wouldn't have done it. I said, Jesus wouldn't have done it. (laughs) Keep going. From that time, many of his disciples went back. And didn't mean they just missed a few meetings. They walked no more with him. They did not come back. Isn't this amazing? Jesus, for people to, what they say, take my name off the mail list. Didn't they? (laughs) I will not be back. You can give those seats to somebody else. Right? Why? I can't go along with this 
eat my flesh, drink my blood. What kind of crazy doctrine is that? I know that's hard for us to grasp, but is that what happened or not? And they, and they, and they left by the thousands. Did he run after them? Did he plead with them and try to explain it to them? No, because the problem is not they don't understand. What's the problem? They don't trust. They don't believe. They don't believe. And, 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 and look, look what happened next. Then Jesus said to the twelve. Now y'all don't be upset. Let me explain this to you. What, what I meant was, no. No, what does he say? You leaving too? Is he trying to convince them or explain to them? Not at all. Is he telling them why? Is he telling them how? No. On purpose. Instead, he just kept reaffirming, didn't he, to them? Like I said, you have to drink my blood and eat my flesh. He said it like what? Another three times. Drink my blood. Eat my That made them mad the first time they heard it. Did not try to explain it. Because when you trust, you don't have to understand. Could they have sat there and said, wow, now that's a new doctrine. I don't have a clue what that means. I tell you what, though, I think he knows what he's talking about. And there's got to be a reason he's saying this. Hmm? And I'm not going anywhere. We'll find out why. Right? When we need to know, we'll find out how. We'll, we'll see. I guarantee you it'll fit somewhere. Right? You just watch and see. It'll, it'll come to pass. And next thing we'll look up and we'll go, that's why he said that. That's trust. That's faith. Hallelujah. Thank God, verse 68, Peter said, well, Lord, to whom shall we go? We don't know where to go from here. You have the words of eternal life. And they stayed. How many with them say, I'm going to stay too. I'm, I'm, I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. Go to John 14. And I'm, I think I'm closing. Oh, boy, I have gone over today. But it's a special day. And some special things are going on. Hmm? Oh, hallelujah. John 14. This is going to make you happy here, man. This is going to make you shout. Tune up your shouter. Get it ready. John 14, 1. John 14, 1. Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Do you have to be upset when you don't understand? No. You don't have to be upset because you don't understand. You don't know why, so I'm upset. You don't have to be upset. Get over that. Relax. Trust God. There'll always be something you don't understand. Believe in God. And believe also in me. Keep going. In my Father's house are many condos. Many efficiencies. No, no. 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 Mansions. Mansions. Man, how many think there's some nice places in heaven? You think you've seen some nice places down here? How many think we are going to be, for lack of a better phrase, blown away? Right by when we see some of these, we're going to go, "Whoa! Look, would you look at that?" (laughs) And one of them, at least, is going to be yours. How about I come over to your place later? Huh? You can come over to mine. I think they'd be big enough probably for a lot of us to come. Don't you think? Mansions. 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 In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Can you count on what the master said? So what do you say next? Come on, what do you say next? I go to do what? To do what? (laughs) To do what? Jesus is getting ready for you and me to come. You know what that means? 
He's convinced we're coming. Is that right? No matter what it looks like, he still believes we're coming. Aren't you mad? He's not saying, well, we'll see if they make it. And then if they make it, we'll find them a place somewhere up here. We'll... No. Then, then we show up and, and go, where, where should I go? Oh, you did make it. Let's see. We, uh, we're going to have to find a place. No. 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 Jesus said, I'm going. Now, that's been a while back. Did he leave? What's he been doing all this time? All these centuries. All these centuries the Lord's doing what? For who? He's getting ready for our arrival. He's getting ready for us to come and live with him. And be with him forever. Verse 3. And if I go and do what? Says it again. Prepare a place for you. I will come again. And receive you to myself. That where I am. There you'll be also where. Where I am. The place I've prepared for you. I got ready for you. Did this bless you? Or now I'm telling you. To know that Jesus is confident. That I'm coming. Enough to get a place ready for me. I shouldn't worry. I shouldn't fear. I should go glory to God. He's getting ready for me. He's already got the spot. He's got the spot picked out where I stay. Doesn't he? He's got it marked out. And not just marked out. There's construction. There's things, right? And it will be finished when I get there. How many believe there's no way it won't be ready when you get there? People will say, sorry, still got construction. <laughs> got some tapes and saw horses up now. Maybe you could come back in another 30 years or something. No, it will be ready. Because Jesus is not a procrastinator. He's not one refusing to walk by faith. He gets ready when the Father tells him to get ready. That's why he's always ready when it's time to be ready. Now here's the thing. If he's getting ready for us, what should we be doing? We should be getting ready to meet him. We should be getting ready of people prepared and ready to meet the Lord. Is that right? We should be getting ready for his coming. We should be getting ready to meet him. We should be preparing in exactly the ways that he's telling us to do. And won't it be glorious? Won't it be glorious? When soon and very soon, hallelujah, he receives us or he returns and we'll realize I was ready to meet him. I was ready to go. And then we'll meet him and realize he was ready for us to get there. Woo, that's right. Everybody stand on your feet. Let's lift our hands. Let's give glory to God. Let's give thanks to Jesus. Let's give praise to the Master. Oh, somebody say hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, get ready. Get ready, get ready. Get ready. Can you hear the Spirit of God saying get ready? Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Don't have to know why. Don't have to know how. Just do. Oh, praise God. Close your eyes and lift your hands. We don't know who's in the house or who's watching by internet or in Sarasota. Say it out loud, Father God. I believe you. And I do trust you. I don't have to see. I don't have to know why or how. I don't have to understand. I do trust you. And I'm willing to obey you without understanding. I confess, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. I walk with Him. I live with Him. I walk by faith and not by sight. 
I'm an overcomer, a victorious one, and my future is glorious, all glorious. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Uh, altar workers, would you come to the front? If you prayed that prayer for the first time, don't rush out of here this morning. These folks are ready to pray with you, believe with you, shout with you. And uh, don't just let these words come and, and pass. Take heed to them. If the Lord's been dealing with you about doing something and you've been putting it on, or, or maybe you don't see how in the world you don't have it yet, but believing for it, go ahead and believe for it. Go ahead and reach out, launch you, sow your seed, release your faith. Go ahead and start preparing for it to come in, for it to happen according to what he tells you to do. I believe we're embarking on some great days. Can you, can you sense a shift in some things spiritually? We're, we're coming up, church. Churches, we're coming up. I said we're coming up. Can you feel it? Can you sense it? The Lord's bringing us to a place of ability we've never had. To be able to do things and have things and accomplish things that we've never had. And it all boils down to helping people and making a difference in their lives beyond what we ever have before. I'm excited about it. Are you? Thanks be to God. We got something we can sing? Take off. <laughs>